one night we had a we were going to have a lunar eclipse at 4:30 in the morning. So we were trying to see if we could, uh, you know, experience it before going home. It's early morning on a beach in Chennai. A group of turtle walkers are on their nightly walk. And as we're coming close to the end of the walk, and we look like we had to go home at 3:30 already, and no nest, we saw a nesting turtle come up. And we are all so excited because here we could watch a nesting turtle on the beach, and we could watch a lunar eclipse looking up. And it was it was as ideal a situation as could be. So I was very excited, but. Something strange happened. Two things strange happened. One is the turtle couldn't nest. She kept trying to dig, and somehow she was she was unable to nest. And then we realized that here we had had a particularly dry monsoon, and there was too much dry sand, so she was not able to uh, shape her nest. And uh, so she kept trying and kept trying. She tried for a very long time. It was quite disturbing to see that she was failing to do this. And what was far more disturbing to me. But there were a bunch of people who were not watching the turtle, who were not watching the eclipse. They were watching a TV show on their phones. I was quite horrified. Here you had this most amazing situation, and here you are living in your own world, doing your own thing. Like you know, what more can they be moved by? Okay, my name is Arun, and I'm the coordinator, one of the coordinators of Student Sea Turtle Conservation Network. And the coming year is going to be my twenty-first year of uh, turtle walking. Welcome to In the Field. This episode's cast of characters includes board college students' bunking class, a fascinating wild animal, and a bunch of maverick biologists. It's a story that forms part of the lore surrounding Indian marine conservation, and one that shows that anyone can be a conservationist. I'm Radhika Vishwanathan, and I'm Samyukta Varma. In every episode, we meet the people at the forefront of development issues and learn about what we can do to be a part of them. It all started for us in the office of a conservation NGO. Picture a converted flat, where bedrooms become boardrooms and old computers and filing cabinets line the storeroom. This one's balcony overlooked a shallow, bright blue, empty swimming pool. Basically, your typical NGO office. We were in the back room, speaking to Madhuri and Karthik, both ecologists. Karthik is one of the founders of Dakshin Foundation and is also the director of Atri. The Ashoka Trust for Research in Ecology and the Environment. We were there looking to learn more about the ways in which people engage with environmental issues. But somewhere along the line, the conversation veered to turtles. You, you realize you're asking a guy who just who just published a 400-page book on this, right? Which is exactly <laughs> so why it's like this is like, 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 no. This, well, I, I, uh, yeah. 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 Like, a, so are you expecting a short answer to that question? <laughs> But uh, yeah. Oh yes. So I think he's just uh, written possibly the definitive book on sea turtle conservation in India, and he believes the Kurma avatar of Vishnu is an olive ridley turtle. Kurma is olive ridley. This is my hypothesis. <laughs> so it was the the whole mountain was turned in a, in, in the yeah. sea, right? right? So it's got to be a sea turtle to begin with. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there are only seven species of sea turtles. Uh, 
the only temple for uh, for the kurma avatar is sri kurmam in northern andhra the only species of turtle that nests over there is the olive ridley so hence there's a fairly good chance i think you know the high probability that the kurma okay, avatar back for leather bags just to be contrary and because they're bigger no nah, but they're soft shell they wouldn't be able to carry them out in the back there <laughs> adduction this might be a never ending debate Quite unique to conservation in India, action on the ground and research have often gone hand in hand. And the turtle conservation story is no different, marked by legions of passionate lay people who've stumbled across the turtle and found inspiration for a lifelong engagement on environmental issues. We were uh, generally obsessed with the things that uh, 20-year-olds are, which is, you know, college cultural competitions, Girls, sports, basketball, cricket—that sort of thing—and uh, having failed to get into medical college, I was also sort of—I um, uh, was sort of in uh, career confusion, limbo kind of thing. I had no idea what I was going to do next. It's the eighties, and Karthik is a student in Chennai. When someone asks him to go on a walk, one of my classmates and one of my seniors walks up to me and says, uh, "Do you want to join us? We're going on a turtle walk tonight." and uh, i assumed this was some college ritual that i had not heard of before uh, but it turned out that these guys were actually going to go on the beach and walk uh, you know 5 or 6 kilometers and look for nesting turtles and uh, if they found a nesting turtle they were the, the the practice was to collect the eggs and take them across to the forest department hatchery this was something that i then discovered had been going on for many many years uh, that Ram Vetekar had started these turtle walks in the early 70s and for the few years uh, few years uh, after that he and Madras Snake Park ran ran these turtle walks uh, and 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 the years uh, before I got to know about it it had the hatcheries had been maintained by the forest department So many early conservation stories begin this way take a board college student find a way for them to meet a crazy conservationist who then introduces them to some adventure and thrill All of their stories go you know I was studying in college. I got I used to be really bored in class, so I used to go out snake to snake park and hang about and you know and watch all these snakes and you know um reptiles being handled. I was really fascinated and one day Ram came up to me and said, "Hey man, do you want to help clean a snake pit?" And you know, half a dozen of them have told me that they're that they're sort of careers in 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 you know, filmmaking or herpetology or conservation, whatever it was, kind of got started. uh by cleaning out a pit for Ram in in the snake park mentors like Ram Whitaker or the legendary Satish Bhaskar the pioneering turtle conservationist known for his Robinson Crusoe-esque ways of researching were inspiring to many hungry for new experiences or a way to skip class this was also when the walks began focusing more on public awareness thanks in part to the world wildlife fund and Preston Ahimas their state coordinator uh what preston what preston and others did was that they then started organizing these public walks and they would usually do it on weekends you know so friday saturdays there would be lots of people that would go along and then they would collect these eggs and take them to the hatcheries and then the core student group of turtle walkers set up their own organization the student sea turtle conservation network or sstcn in the late 80s the routine is the same even today for them 30 years on through the season the students walk on weeknights and run guided public walks on weekends arun whom we heard earlier is a teacher and has been running the group for many years so all these years 20 years 
the only payoff, right, for the people who are part of this network is the thrill that they get from walking, finding a nest, relocating, releasing hatchlings. Nothing else, because as a group, we don't give any attention to individuals, like when they ask for interviews, television interviews, whatever, 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 we talk about the turtle and not about us. The press is always interested in individual stories and we simply don't give them that. In the 60s and 70s, much of Indian conservation philosophy harked back to the ideas of John Muir and Aldo Leopold, two deeply influential early 20th century American conservationists, who believed in keeping wildlife pristine, away from the destructive ways of human beings. By the 80s and 90s, there was a shift towards a more inclusive approach and shedding more light on the inextricable relationship between people and the environment. Prakriti Rakshit Rakshita Nature protects if she is protected. Indian environmental and conservation history has had many incredible people's movements, from Chipko to Narmada Bachao Andolan. Our story will probably not feature in a textbook, but we think it's an important story to tell, because it speaks to so many like us, city kids with fewer and fewer opportunities to get to know nature. Uh, this is a wild animal. Uh, it's wild in every way. It's wild. It's, it's as, as as wild as an elephant or a tiger or a you know or a you know panda or a polar bear or whatever it is. But it comes to your you know doesn't just nest on remote beaches. It nests on you know beaches that are accessible to people, uh, often within city limits, uh, and you can approach it. It's not surprising that there's a huge and growing interest from people outside the sector in volunteering or working with environmental organizations. And as much as we all love wildlife documentaries, immersive experiences of the wild are few and far between. It's one reason why scuba diving has become so popular. Because it's like, again, again, you feel like you have this, you know, up close and personal kind of experience. With, uh, with nature and wildlife, which... Um, and I actually uh, find a lot of environment education programs uh, peculiar in that sense because they're inside classrooms and they're using yeah. videos and instead of just taking people out. So let's put the impact into perspective. SSTCN covers 14 kilometers out of 6,000 kilometers of Indian coastline. As Arun himself puts it many times in our conversation, it's a minuscule section. But it matters, because of the way in which ordinary people are brought in, offering them a way to participate in a conservation program while keeping their day job. And you don't have to be a wildlife biologist or an ecologist to do any of this stuff. You can be a college kid and you can go out and actually, you know, have this real hands-on experience of, of you know, interacting with a wild animal uh, and also doing something very, uh, that feels very constructive. You, you collect the eggs, you put them in a hash, you feel like you feel like you're quote unquote saving something. Uh, that is, you know, as a as, as a biologist, I know that's a that's a bit of a myth in the sense that you know the eggs that we collect and put in the hatchery, you know, might not be contributing as much to the population survival. Uh, but that entire set of activities does contribute tremendously to uh, engaging uh, citizens in in conservation movements. Back to Preston Ahimas and his future wife Anne Joseph. His wife Anne had been a secretary at the at the Croc Bank, and uh, she used to lead these turtle walks for for many many years. Shekhar Dutrathri, the filmmaker who used to join them, uh, said that uh, you know described her as having this you know Superman kind of uh, life where she he says you know she would uh, she was actually her her, her day job was uh, with the uh, 
with the military, with, with the armed forces uh, center in, in Chennai. And so uh, she would, so he said she she dressed very formally in a sari and you know and, and so on and, and, and go out and come straight from work. And then she'd come to the beach and she'd go beyond the, behind the boat and come out as a as a, as a turtle conservationist. So you know. Well, I mean, you know, shorts and tee, whatever, you know, dirty trousers and, you know, rubber chappals, basically. So, what makes people fall in love with turtles? When you come across a nesting turtle, the high that you get, I mean, it can, I mean, it's amazing, you know, just to see a creature which has been around for at least 120 million years so you're watching a process you know which is ancient and it touches you turtles visit the indian eastern coast from january to march along the indian coastline they tend to follow an arc beginning from below sri lanka and going up the coast all the way to bangladesh before looping back orissa has some of the biggest nesting beaches but chennai too has populous nesting grounds What's fascinating is that turtles return to the beach on which they were born to lay their eggs. So year after year they go back to the same beach. You know their entire life is a mystery. They they are this complete uh, enigma. Uh, and and then they come ashore, you know, fleetingly uh, and and deposit these eggs and go away. Uh, a few weeks later, a couple of months later these eggs hatch, these hatchlings come out and they these really uh, you know there's this small Uh, vulnerable-looking animals that all scramble into the sea, and then they disappear too, right? Once laid, the eggs are vulnerable and easy prey for natural predators or for people looking to sell them. And often they just don't survive because the beaches are so busy and dirty. And this is where the SSTCN comes in. A lesser-known but significant part of the network's activities includes constantly monitoring the hatchery until the eggs hatch and the hatchlings are released safely. It's a hard thankless job keeping the eggs safe for the next 50 days or so. Arun makes no bones about it, calling it stinky work, for which some people are less than enthusiastic to volunteer. The SSTCN is symbolic of a different way of engaging with the natural environment. It has always been student-led, volunteer-driven and supported and has inspired many marine conservation movements in almost every section of beach along India's coastline. A group of fishermen in Kerala read an article in the Hindu, um, and uh, uh, where else but Kerala would you know the fishermen be sitting on a beach and reading uh, an English newspaper, you know? And uh, so we we uh, when was this? This was 1991, I think. And pre-internet and pre pre-pre-internet, pre all of that. So and uh, yeah, and so they like you know they said, oh, those must be the same. Those guys are conserving the turtles that come to our beach. We should do something and. Uh, unfortunately the newspaper article didn't say anything about how long these eggs take to hatch uh, so they like whatever 20 days for you know chicken eggs so from the 21st day they're all sitting at the nest and waiting you know every day to see the hatchlings uh, come out and you know they, I, i think they even you know would open once in a while they'd open an egg and see how far the you know the development had reached and so on and that's how they even the first nest that they kind of try to protect as a group they realize okay these guys take about 50 55 days to hatch there are many other examples such as bhav khatri from maharashtra who started out working on seabirds, white-bellied sea eagles and so on and then serendipitously met the turtle network on a personal medical trip to Chennai. You know, either directly or indirectly from this from this, you know, small citizens movement, there are now groups in, you know, in every state on every coast kind of thing. Perhaps not on every beach in the country, but it's really widespread. 
हेलो 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 दिनेश भाई Dinesh Goswami is another example. He got into whale shark conservation quite by accident. The following portion is in Hindi. Check out our show notes for the transcript. मैं छोटा सा अंबुजा सीमेंट का एक प्लांट था मुदवार का जीटी में एक डेली वेजेस के तरह में 20 रुपए में काम करता था उस टाइम. सुबह घर से खाना लेके निकल जाना मेरा काम था बड़ी-बड़ी केबलें डालने के लिए खींचना खंभे उठा के उधर-उधर करना पर 12 के 2 के बीच 12 से 2 के बीच में जो लंच हो जाता तो लोग खाना खा के सो जाता था और मुझे नींद नहीं आती तो मैं सी कोर्स पर घूमता रहता था वन डे ही वाज वॉकिंग अलोंग द बीच व्हेन ही बम्प्ड इनटू अ फिल्म मेकर एंड हिज क्रू गोस्वामी वांटेड हिज फोटो टेकन द फिल्म मेकर टुक द फोटो बट देन आस्क्ड गोस्वामी हाउ विल आई सेंड यू द फोटो गोस्वामी डिडंट हैव एन आंसर बट आई गॉट देम टॉकिंग The filmmaker then told him that since he loved walking the beaches he should put his free time to good use and start working to save the whale sharks. Bilkul bilkul ek samay tha to log mujhe pagal samajhte the ki ye jo maachhi mar jo machhli ko maar raha hai ek maar ek machhli maar ke 2.5 lakh rupaya kamata hai inko agar ye bolne jayenge to inko zarur peetenge zarur maarenge. Ek samay aisa hi to unko bhi laga jo bhi kaam kar rahe hai sahi kar rahe hai aur inko naam mile aur aaj hum mere pure parivar itna khush hai. एक छोटी सी चिंगारी जब आप में लग गई और आप इतनी बड़ी मिसाल खड़ी कर दी तो मैं सभी बच्चों को भी कहना चाहूँ तो हर कि अगर आदमी पढ़ा हो या नहीं पढ़ा हो इसे कोई लेना देना पढ़ाई बहुत जरूरी है अगर कोई भी क्षेत्र में अगर लगन से अगर आप काम करोगे ईमानदारी से काम करोगे तो आपको एक दिन इतना बड़ा मंच मिल जाएगा Its organizers work hard to make this possible without compromising on the animal or the science and they want people to understand this. But managing the public has become difficult. The turtle walk has become a really popular thing to do in Chennai, listed even on TripAdvisor. And not everyone can get in. It's like a sort of entitlement that you come and they are there providing a service of you know people calling us so do you arrange pick up uh, do you arrange <laughs> or do you provide any snacks on the walls what about toilet facilities what have you organized you now the whole thing is it just changed a lot and once I, uh, not too long back i think last season i was uh, talking about turtles and they said why do you have to tell us all this i can can't i just google search and find why can't we just go on the walk then i gave it all that actually but can you make an exception in my case You know, you know what I mean. So everybody, you know, wants to be the exceptional one. Everyone wants to be given that one chance, and it's everybody. But somehow there is this. I see it very strongly. So, and then there is a lot of anger, you know, in being denied or in being uh, not getting experience. So for me, that people can't come and actually witness a species which is on the verge of extinction and go away feeling sanguine. that everything is fine in the planet now the turtles are in danger. understandably arun has frustration with the manner in which some people engage with the turtle walk not everyone is as keen to learn about the turtle and its reason for being in chennai and for them the experience is driven at least in part by a desire to post a selfie which is fine but i think there needs to be to me what i've what i've learned is that there's a that the broader environmental ethic or the broader environmental consciousness that that kind of looks us at environments ecosystems or even the world you know uh, more holistically uh provide for me a, a better 
path forward, uh, both in terms of philosophy and in terms of practice. Uh, and one of the key ingredients in looking at it holistically is to accept and acknowledge that humans are part of that system. All the SSTCN's public walks begin with an introduction to sea turtle conservation before moving into a discussion about the state of the planet. Arun likes to ask the group about its role when it comes to the environment, what we could all be doing. He says this question is often a conversation killer, but it's his role to keep asking the question. Everyone talks about, yeah, we need to do our bit, no, and, and don't throw the plastic in the, in the roads or whatever. And like, see, talking about plastic should have happened 20 years back. That's not what we need to be talking about today. We need to be talking about something much more than don't throw your plastic all over the place. You know, you, you know, end, you know the end of the pipe treatment is not where we need to start today. Despite all their best efforts, the SSTCN's work is getting harder. After the tsunami, buffer zones of casuarina trees were planted along the Tamil coastline. These severely encroached on turtle nesting grounds, and the SSTCN took on the big guys to make sure these turtle habitats remain protected. In the last few years, the network has noted an alarming increase in the number of turtle deaths. From 25 to 30 a season, they've even seen over 300 in a year. They've been able to advocate for investigation into this, and a nodal task force has been set up. Over the course of our conversations, Arun did express some sadness. But he's deeply committed to his work as an educator, and that's probably because he's seen the recipe for transformation in his own story and in the stories of Karthik or Dinesh or so many others he's met. It's a recipe with three magical ingredients. Meeting inspiring mentors at the right time, a peer group to learn from and to have fun with, and finally the opportunity for adventure through an encounter with a charismatic creature of the wild. I try to focus on these countercurrents, as I like to call it, the countercurrents of positivity, the fact that we have volunteers ready to walk 14, I mean, 14 kilometers, you know, through the season, and the fact that such an organization is running without funding, without, uh, you know, any other payoff, either there are people still interested in the real things. One keeps oneself going on that basis and not getting uh, dragged down by the larger moments one sees. In the Field is hosted and produced by Radhika Vishwanathan and Samyukta Varma. Priya Desai supports us with scripts, marketing and outreach. Hollis Coates makes the music you just heard. And Third Eye Recording brings it all together. Thanks to Karthik Shankar, V. Arun, Madhuri Ramesh, Dinesh Goswami and all the folks at Dakshin. Don't forget to check out our website which has more about the organizations and people mentioned in the show. In the Field is supported by Rohini Nilekani Philanthropies. Thanks for listening and until next time follow us on Facebook and Instagram we're at in the field india